everyone. I am trying to get everything situated here so that I can do this podcast for y'all. Um, I'm going to let you know in advance that if you have any triggering um, words that trigger some trauma, um, PTSD for you guys, um, go ahead and tune out now. I'm going to talk about some of my childhood trauma and I would like it best if it was going to trigger you that you just step back from this video and I will continue on with my story here. So when I was probably anywhere from like, I was probably about three or four years old when my mom married the man that was her first husband, that was her second husband. Um, he, to say the least, was um, not a very good man. He was very lazy, but also was a child abuser when it came, especially when it came to me. Um, the earliest I can remember was probably between the ages of five and eight that um, sexual assault started happening with me, and I was a kid that thought about everybody else before myself, and I thought my mom was happy, so I didn't say anything, and I don't remember him ever telling me not to say anything to mom or anything like that. Um, so I can't say that that was a reason that I didn't say anything. He, I don't remember if he ever threatened me or anything like that. I'm assuming he didn't since I don't remember it. Um, that went on for years. Um, I, I remember the last time I remember it happening, I was probably about maybe 12. I think it was when I aged out and just going off of my memory alone, that's as far as I can really remember. Um, my dad and my mother were never married. So, um, I would go over to visit my dad on like every other weekend, six weeks out of the summer, every Wednesday type of situation. That was our custody agreement from when I was eight. And he would be the one, my mom's husband at the time would be the one to pick me up from my dad's house on Wednesday evenings and every other weekend as well. So, and he would always take the back roads and the long ways home. So that's when a lot of the sexual assaults would happen then. And it, it did progress over the years to full on, um, the R word. I'm going to just put it that way because it's probably the, the least triggering way I could say it when I was about 10 years old, uh, when one of my, actually on the birth of one of my, my mom's in the hospital, I had just given birth to one of my sisters at that point in time. So he, he took me home let me get clothes and stuff like that. His, um, child abusing, abusing actions happened right before he took me over to his mom's house and that I would continue on to spend the night there and go to school the next morning. I, 
I remember nights where he would wake me up and stuff like that. And that he would... Buddy, here. And that he would uh, wake me up for his own selfish reasons and for his child abusing actions. Well, my mom would be asleep and my mom wouldn't know anything about it because he, they never, they quit sleeping in the same bed. Um, and he would cover my mouth so that I couldn't scream and couldn't make any noises. So there was those times like, and mom would be asleep and then there was times where mom wouldn't be home because mom was at work. Sorry, I hit the mic and he would do the same thing wake me up before school and he would cover my mouth. He would continue on to do our word or any other form of the sexual assaults that he wanted to perform. And I would be sitting there fighting and he'd cover my mouth screaming and, and stuff like that. And my sisters would not be able to hear me because he would make sure that they couldn't. And so I had I put up with it because I thought my mom was happy and I didn't want to ruin my mom's relationship. And I felt like I was being selfless by doing that and by not saying anything. And eventually as I got older, I decided that I was going to tell one of my friends and I did. I wrote a letter, but I never gave it to her, and my sister found it and told my mom. And that's when the whole process started to get him put in prison and everything else. And that was a whole year-long process, but he ended up trying to commit suicide, so that ended up being him put into a mental hospital and stuff like that, and then he ended up going into... Um, the county jail. I part of me always wondered if maybe those two years that nothing was going on with me, if something wasn't going on with my sisters. This is this was after the court hearing and everything else. I know. Because I had two younger siblings that they wouldn't have been able to say anything. They wouldn't know. They probably don't, wouldn't even remember. And part of me goes, well, what if something was going on there? And I had to learn to forgive myself for that because I have no control over what happened in those two years that nothing was said and nothing was to be happening to me. Um, just like I had to learn to forgive myself because I know that my, that it wasn't my fault what had happened to me. And, and that way, and it also wouldn't be my fault, my siblings not having their dad because he chose to have those actions and perform those actions. And that was one of those things I had to cope with and come to terms with in over the years. I know that I'm being very vague on what had happened to me in certain parts, but I'm not going to go into full detail on every little bit because it it's disgusting. 
and it's not something that I'm okay with putting out there knowing that there are some weirdos and the more details I give them. Yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> I'm not entirely certain on why I'm okay with in not on why I'm okay. That's poor choice of words, but um, on I'm not for certain on. how as a child I was able to mentally handle what had happened to me, but I, I was, and like, I don't have a lot of flashbacks or anything like that. Like I really don't. The only times that I really have any issues is that when I have weird dreams of, and he's in those dreams where he has gotten out of jail somehow. And that's it. And I, I don't know if any other people who've dealt with these types of traumas have, have that either. Like, I'm grateful that I don't. And I think it, my brain's probably blocked out a lot of what happened to me because I don't get those flashbacks and I remember what had happened to me. I know specific dates and specific times and I know that kind of stuff, but I don't get flashbacks. But I also really don't have a lot of like visual memory. Like when, when I remember things, I remember specific actions and specific words and things that have happened. But I don't see pictures, so I I don't know if that has something to do with it. If my my mind has done that to protect me, more than likely is probably the case. So. I don't know. Let me know. Is that something any of y'all have, if y'all have gone through similar situations, is that something that y'all dealt with? Like, because it is strange. Cause like I did deal with a lot of anger when I was going through the process, but I've, of getting him put into prison and stuff like that. But I don't know. Let me know what y'all think. Cause like there's, there's a lot that goes into it. I, I know I'm being very vague and very non-descriptive, but I feel like that's the best way I can do this because I'm also trying to kind of protect the identities and stuff like that of my family members. Cause I don't want a whole bunch of people like, I know there's a lot of people out there that will dig deep into things and I want to protect as many people in my family as possible. Like I don't even want my children on any of these videos or anything like that. Um, just, um, let me know. I'm going to cut this short. I'm going to also try to do some editing to crop out the fact that my little one tried to put his head in the middle of the video. Sorry. I keep covering my mouth. It's a, a comfort habit and I'm talking about a serious topic and it's kind of just something I do. I, and um, I hope you all have a wonderful night, a wonderful day, and I will see you all in my next video. Bye.